Today's episode of The Relevant Podcast is brought to you by Apartment Life. 95% of people living in apartments aren't connected to a local church, making it our largest local mission field. Apartment Life brings in Christians who are passionate about loving their neighbors to host irresistible events and to care for apartment residents in times of need, building relationships that can open the door to sharing Jesus. Yes, even in the middle of a pandemic, and especially in the middle of a pandemic. Apartment Life has connected more than 65,000 residents with a local church over the last 20 years. Visit apartmentlife.org slash relevant to apply. It's a great program. This is The Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, November 17th, 2020, and this is a relevant podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, doll? Uh, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we have author and speaker, Lisa Turkhurst. We talked to her about her new book called Forgiving What You Can't Forget. It's releasing today, literally today. Um, so let me warn you all, this is our Tuesday show. This is when the crew brings slices. We have your feedback at the end of the show, which are your decorating tips to help Jamie with her new office. Some ridiculous and wonderful suggestions coming up. So we've got silly in the front, silly in the back. And the conversation with Lisa is powerful and deep and not silly at all. So (laughs) it's kind of a sandwich of substance here. We got the fluff on either side. And Lisa in the middle. So I love Lisa Turker so much. This yeah. is so exciting for me. Yeah, it's a good one. So I have a question for you guys that I've been thinking about a lot. And okay. this is how I occupy my brain time. <laughs> is, okay, like even, even if the pandemic hadn't happened, right? It's probably likely that shopping malls were going away, right? Like right. there right. are ghost malls all yeah. over the place. And I drive by sometimes and I'm like, that's a big piece of property and a big piece of real estate and there's nobody going there, but it's already built, right? Mm-hmm. I've been thinking like, what cool things can we do with these shopping malls now that we're in a pandemic? I mean, look, when I was a kid, going to the mall was cool. It was fun. Yeah. Like when, and not even just, even even in like college, you'd be like, hey man, nothing to do. Should we go to the mall? And it's like, yeah, we'll just go there. And there were lots of people just walking around and maybe half had backs in their hands. That's just a part of like our life that's probably not really coming back. I mean, I'm not saying all malls, but I'm saying like, just like, hey, when's the last time, even before the pandemic, someone was like, Hey, what do you want to do there? I don't know. Just go to the mall. It's like, well, what do you need there? Like, <laughs> you, did you, you can you not get online? Can you, Amazon probably has that. <laughs> yeah. It would save us a trip. Like to the mall. Like you want to yeah. go? You know. But but have you guys thought about that? Like, what can we do with all these buildings that are just sitting there with lots of infrastructure? You could make a massive escape room. Oh. You are thinking it right along the lines I am, Jamie. Thank you for saying that because I thought like, of so many. <laughs> yes. And, you and, go into the different rooms and like you have to like get your way out of this one and that one. I mean, I can terrifying. scare myself just think I wouldn't do it. I'm That'd out. Be terrifying. But I think Did you're you just it? talking about an abandoned mall. 
Hey, I was thinking about this. Like, what if what if it was like an escape room? Because here's I've, I've have you guys done the escape room thing? That is one of yes. the nope. it, how is it is it kind of boring, Jamie? It wasn't there, it wasn't scary. It was all yeah. these clues. And I went with a bunch of people who are Enneagram threes. They really cared about winning and getting out. And I was like, Y'all just tell me when you find the last clue and I'll celebrate with you. I it was just like I don't it was like she's I don't know. Mimosa and she's chilling in the <laughs> yeah, lounge. Like, exactly. This seems like yeah. homework to me. At least at Top Golf, I'm like smacking some golf balls I'm, or something. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, because that's that was like for a while pre-pandemic of like, are we going to do the escape room or are we doing Top Golf? Those were like top of the list. We're not going to malls because we have Amazon now, and uh-huh. that's way easier. You know, do y'all, so people, do y'all have the axe throwing places where you yes, are? Yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah. been, but they're here. Yeah, they're, they're, we have them all over the place. They're building a standalone one. Like, like right near my house. Like I, the ones that I know of are kind of like retrofitted other storefront spaces or bars or whatever, right? right? Yeah. You know, they're building a full on large building that's just an axe throwing bar. Is it that and popular? This is, this is, I, I've yeah. never been, but I can't imagine how it's a good idea that we're going to have a bunch of alcohol and then give you <laughs> yeah. axes yes. to throw. I mean, I'm I'm always always stressed watch out this. <laughs> that, that, that's that's what they should name it. Back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm stressed out at Top Golf if I'm on the third level. Hey. You know, I'm like somebody's about to fall down well, here. You know, they have those nets, and because I've yeah. seen, I've seen people. Stumble Let's just around. say yeah. get uh get overserved at Top Golf before. And, okay. and I've like asked the worker, I'm like, yo, man, have you seen anyone fall into those nets right there? He's like, all the time. They did not have those safety nets at Top Golf. Because not only do you fall from the third floor, you might get hit with a golf ball on the way down. <laughs> yes. You know? I mean, on, oh, on a Saturday man. night, those things are, do you get? Yeah, exactly. You somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so but here but Jamie, I love your idea of the escape room. I want to take it to one more level because these malls are just out there just waiting for this, right? Like, I want to do an enhanced escape room where you get to live the plot of, like, a diehard type of movie where there are, like, Hans Gruber there, and there's just, like, 80s henchmen all over the mall with, like, paintball guns or something. But they're they're not, like, scary 80s henchmen. They're the kind that just, like, casually sling their machine gun over their shoulder and wear sunglasses and, you know, look, like, right out of the eight. They look like they're guarding, like, a They look yacht. like election poll observers <laughs> they look like they're guarding Dirty. a yacht they look like they're guarding a yacht in like at a marina in like an 80s action movie just kind of right. milling around not really looking for for the good guy and you just go and like but maybe there's even like a hans gruber figure in there who's like orchestrating the whole what do you takeover. want them to chase you what what yeah, is this and you get a paintball no. gun and you're john mcclain you're oh, going through the duck right. work you're you're hiding in you're hiding in the dillards you know behind the fragrance <laughs> counter you know <laughs> I just feel like you have a scenario where I can live an action movie right now, and it just sounds. Or even if it was just paintball war, this is, you know, shopping. This that, is, the paintball this in the is mall the would movie, be crazy. This is the movie, the game. What you're yeah, just describing, a, a, exactly. The game. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lower stakes, but great but, movie. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember when I was like in middle school and stuff. Going to the mall was literally my social life. Like, was I get, it. Yeah. it was a big deal. I get dropped off with my friends. We'd hang out for four hours and then get picked up. What yeah. are kids? What are middle? Where are they going to go? Like, like if all the it's malls gonna, die, dude, it's going to be terrible. I mean, it's going to be awful. They're going to have to ride bikes. They're going to have to go in the woods. <laughs> they're going to have to go fishing, and they're going to have to like. It's going to be awful. It's going to be a hellscape. <laughs> 
of outdoor <laughs> recreational time that this generation has never known. And I, you know, they're going to be making sketchy ramps and jumping their bikes over. I can't even go there right now. <laughs> no, they're, just, they're just going to be in their phone kids. all day. Or yeah, they'll be playing video take, games all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I take my kids to the mall once a year and I make them. I, 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 I bribe them with Starbucks. I make them take a picture with Santa Claus. My kids that are 16, 15, mm-hmm. 15, and 13. Mm-hmm. And the whole time we're in the line, they're pissed. They're so mad at me. And I'm like, get over yourselves. Yeah, I'm be. your mom. I can tell you what to do. And then I buy them Starbucks. And they take the greatest pictures. I'll have to show you. I'm so, you know, it's just for their mom. Like so there's like a that. dead mall around the corner for me. And they put a is hockey it the rink. Anti- is it the Antioch Mall? The Antioch one, yeah. Uh, yeah, I work there. You know that. Yeah, Dude, that oh, was, for real? Yeah, it was. I, I mean, it, it was. It was dead, but they put a hockey rink in there. Oh. Um, they put a library in there. They put a <gasps> workout facility in that. there. Yeah, they put Nashville State College colleges in there. So we and, have a and mall they still here have a bunch that, of space too. That Austin Community College bought, and yeah. that's what they've done with it. Yep. Yeah. I'm like. saying that the the biggest hope for the these huge buildings is going to be Amazon. Ironically, because oh wow, Amazon is looking for more like large distribution based? centers in urban areas, and so they have all these parking lots for the trucks, and they have all the square footage, and that basically Amazon's going to start taking over dead malls, and Jeez. which is just the most ironic thing ever. That's it's crazy. ironic. Yep. That's I, insane. I want, I want one. The dead reason mall. they're dead is because of Amazon. Yeah. I see. Yep. I I feel. I feel like there's some malls that are poised to like be nostalgic places where people. But it can't be like, hey, we're gonna do the mall thing. No, it's got to be like a '90s mall. Like yeah. there's like glamour shots right oh, outside yes. the food court. <laughs> there are orange Julius. I got oh, there's an orange Julius. Julius. There, yeah. There's a yeah. dip and dots booth, and you you're yep. you're certain this is how people will be ice cream in the very in near the future. future. <laughs> <laughs> there's Dude, randomly there's randomly people getting mas- massages right in the middle of the mall like in one of those chairs like that's what people want they just want to relive the magic i've never seen a person in those massage chairs by the way but oh i have oh, yeah. you've never it's seen very, me in them because i got in them Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very uncomfortable walking by this person and they're kind of going, oh, you're like, whoa, <laughs> no, Look, no. I've been carrying bags all day. I've been carrying bags all day. Okay. <laughs> Just lay off. Yeah. All right. Well, moving the show along. Stay tuned. Up next, it's Slices. Listening to Amy Ayanda. The song is Beginners. Well, today's show is brought to you by Samaritan Ministries. Let's be honest, talking about health insurance is not something anyone really likes to do. It can be confusing with lots of jargon. Plus, who really knows what it's actually going to take care of? That's why Samaritan Ministries is a healthcare option you should consider. It's not insurance. It's Christians sharing healthcare costs and encouraging one another when there's a medical need. Here's how it works. You choose your healthcare provider. Medical bills are sent to Samaritan Ministries. They notify members to pray and send you money for those bills. The money received is used to pay for the medical bills and healthcare sharing is biblical and affordable. Samaritan members directly share healthcare costs with other members and the cost for an individual can be as low as just $75 a month. You can join Samaritan Ministries any time of year. So why not today? Samaritan members know that when an illness or injury happens, fellow members are there to support them. Learn more at SamaritanMinistries.org 
slash relevant podcast. That's a long one. SamaritanMinistries.org slash relevant podcast. Okay. It's time for Slices. What do you have, Justin? All right. Well, one of the things I love is when when companies spend a like when they just like go all in on a joke to the point where they're investing absurd amounts of money for and the payoff is very unclear. And that's what. Okay, please uh, explain. I don't know okay, what companies okay, are doing. So, all right. So one of my favorite companies. I just believe in their products. Always have. And and if you're to, I, I find one person who does not like this this product, and I would be shocked. And that that company is Oreo. Okay. There's not one person that isn't like, hey man, Oreos are pretty good. Yeah, look, I did. There's no one that if you if you put a tall glass of of cold milk and like five Oreos. 10 out of 10, people are going to be like, okay, that's good. Can we just agree on that first? There's I so don't many eat Oreos, but whatever. Yes, you're good. I don't have a sweet tooth, they cool. sure. they I don't cool. have a sweet they, tooth either. They're straight. You know what I mean? It's not my cookie of choice, but you know what I'm saying? I, you know. <laughs> I'm just eating Oreos. Oreo. You feel me? Face, it, doesn't even, it doesn't even matter because you guys are the exceptions <laughs> that prove the rule. Because you're not even Oreo fans, but you're like, yeah, I got nothing bad to say about them. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, nothing no, bad. Oreo's the nice guy in your friend group who never causes any problems. He's not out there causing drama. Yeah. He's, he's the one who's like, yeah, I got no beef. I got no beef. Yeah. He's Oreo. Everybody's friends with that dude. Everybody's He's friends reliable. with Oreo. He's there for you if you need him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what Oreo is. Okay. They don't have one okay. person that doesn't like them. You know? Okay. okay. They're not the most popular kid in the friend group, but they're they're the they're glue. Reliable. They're the glue they're of the friend group. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like in. I'm trying to think of like the, the 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 the. They're like sort of like the Lisa Turtle of the group. You know, she was never the most oh, popular on. Right. You know, but she wasn't bringing the drama that Slater yeah. and Jesse Spano were. Okay, mm-hmm. you knew with Lisa, you were getting a solid person who's just she's just on the crew, man. You know, yep. there's no drama. She's not yep. starting. You know, her and yeah, Zach and she's Slater would fist all those fight. Pills. Yeah, yeah, she's not the one hopping up on no dos. Okay, she's she's not trying to be the you know the 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 ridiculous over the top uh, you know screech humor. She's Lisa Turtle. That's fine. Everyone likes her. It's not the same without her. We got to have her. That's what Oreo is to our snacks. Okay, they're the Lisa Turtle of the snack world. That's why this move. I just appreciate it because they didn't need to do it. I don't see the upside in this. So in uh, in like the the wilderness the of Norway, which is a above the you know right at the 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 rim of the arctic circle very cold up there mm-hmm. there is a gigantic seed vault that uh uh has was first built like 12 years ago and it is a it looks it's a basically a giant concrete bunker on in this built into the earth that houses a massive collection of seeds from around the world now the idea is if there was some sort of global calamity, um, that at least there would be one place that would keep all of the world. So it could be environmental. It could be, you know, some sort of massive global conflict. But either way, the seeds will be protective. If humanity needs to reboot biology, you know, like terrestrial biology, at least we got a place to store the seeds. Mm. Well, Oreo has evidently been concerned about this as well. What will happen to Oreos and all of their recipes if some sort of global 
calamity happens because as we've established lisa turtle is essential to the friend chemistry that we're talking about <laughs> for sure for sure and, and so now they have taken the step of creating the global oreo vault it's actually right down the street from the place in doorway and looks just like it it's a big concrete bunker with an oreo on the side and it's going to protect all the flavors of oreo and all of the the recipes for oreos so just in case god forbid that that we have to rebuild from scratch at least they'll have a friendly likable snack to rebuild on but the thing is like this i i know people are are like you know doing thing doing this like doing funny blog posts or kind of it's just one of those stories of the week type of deal i get oreos getting a little like marketing juice but you're telling me it paid for the cost of oreo (laughs) fault i really think the guy who runs oreos very concerned about this like he knows like man i gave my life to oreo cookie i Mm kind of need to make sure that legacy is preserved because i don't see the upside in this investment (laughs) (laughs) but i appreciate it i'm glad they did it it's funny it will go on forever all right what do you have jamie Okay, so guys, I think you've seen this, but in case our listeners have not, uh, this is maybe, here's what I need to say first, is I'm all for cheering on people to come up with new ideas. I'm all for people thinking outside the box. I'm all for people doing whatever they can to reach their goal, right? Right? We're for that, right? of course. Mm -hmm. This woman in Georgia, outside of Atlanta, posed as an FBI agent, walked into a Chick-fil-A and told them she wanted some free Chick-fil-A sandwiches. No lie. So she comes in a white van. The workers at Chick-fil-A are like, this seems shady. They call 911. Uh, The cops arrive. They approach the white Dodge Grand Caravan with uh, old Kimberly in there trying to get some free food. They ask her, hey, are you a federal agent? And she said, yes, she is a federal agent. They said, can I see your credentials? She replied that she did not have them because they were electronic. So she didn't have any credentials on her because they were electronic. (laughs) Then she refused to get out of her van. They told her they were going to tase her. So she got out and listened to this, you guys. After getting getting handcuffed, she she began to talk into her shirt like she was talking to a radio. (laughs) Telling someone that they were being arrested and to send yes. someone to come get her. I like yes. to know here's, here's the problem with this story. It's A, it's funny. I hope it doesn't come out that she is struggling with mental illness because I'm going to feel real bad for laughing. But you got to admit, she walked in. Let's just in, assume acted, the best that she's okay. perfectly fine and just trying to okay. pull one over on Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Okay, then I can laugh about it. Yeah. She was trying to act like she was an FBI agent to get some free Sandwiches. Now, here's what I think is weird. If I'm going to pose as an FBI agent, I'm going to need more than just a free sandwich. I need to know who killed JFK. I need (laughs) to know if those astronaut pictures are real. I need to know a lot more things than get some free chicken sandwich. But you know what? Kimberly was just trying to, she was trying to make her way in the world. (laughs) But here's here's her mistake, okay? Because... I like the talking into the shirt, the commitment. Yeah. Of, I, I, uh, again, I appreciate. <laughs> I, I appreciate doubling down. That, part. To doubling down on a ridiculous part. scenario is it's a like twenty twenty thing. The to GOP do. leaders, yeah. yeah, after the election, they're just doubling down. It's We're the just most twenty twenty thing. To do it. Do. But here's yeah. the move. You, you, because, like, okay, you're you're a member of the FBI that is coming in for your free sandwich. Okay, <laughs> right. I, you know, you're the first. Like, because people are suspicious, the FBI is very cryptic. She should have just said like an obscure federal branch or just be like yeah um yeah i'd like my free sandwich i'm a 
Space Force. Um, uh, get number one. Get number one. No pickles. And listen, I gotta get back. We're doing some. We're doing some big things over at the, you know, the base, uh, the space base. The base. You know where the space, space base is. Yeah. Space base yeah. one. I'm at space base one right now. Yeah. Anyway, you know what? Give me two. There's a. You know, there's another one of my. I got uh, another colleagues. agent in the car. Yeah, we, we got some big, big things. We got uh, got cooking over here at Space Force. So, oh my because gosh. I think if someone comes to like if you're impersonating an FBI agent, like that's a big deal. Do not do it's that. It's a federal offense. Do that's not huge. do that. It's if, huge. If you're impersonating a member of Space Force, like, <laughs> like, okay, that's pretty funny. We're going to give you the we're going to give you the sandwich anyway. I mean, she was probably thinking in her defense, Chick Fil A's nice. They got Christian chicken. They're going to yeah. say it's my pleasure. The kids eat free on Thursdays, so maybe mm-hmm. FBI agents eat free on Mondays. She yeah. was just kind of. I know. think they do. I think they do give free food or some sort of discount to like law enforcement. I, I, so I, maybe know. that. So you know, well, she was, most most restaurants do because they yeah. want to encourage law enforcement to be there and and be a customer because that keeps the place safer. That's good visually, presence, right? all the things. Yeah. So they, yeah. that's why the free donuts <laughs> thing, right? You know that you know well. If you're a cop, you get freebies. So she was just. I wonder know. how far that extends. If you're like a park ranger, and it's like, park ranger, and like, yeah, but it's not the same upside of having like law enforcement around. You know, like if, if our restaurant was having like You'd bear be a attacks, federal employee. Yeah, if bear attacks were happening. I'd want to get you guys, you park rangers, in. But so far, we've been okay with that. Now, if you would move aside, I got a corporal from the space force waiting to get his daily sandwich. So please move aside, park ranger. Oh, you know. All right, what do you have, Derek? Um, Jesse. Yes, I have to formally apologize to you, bro. I appreciate this moment. Everybody, I'm really good. I'm really sorry, bro. Um, I posted this uh, map (laughs) and and we covered it on relevant (laughs) about most Mm -hmm. popular Thanksgiving sides. Okay, and I came to an awful conclusion that most people's Thanksgiving meals suck. Trash. Because these trash. sides are awful. I didn't That's see mm-hmm. anything on here that I'm like, I, I saw Thank mac you. and cheese. That's the only thing on here that I'm like, okay. But talk about the most popular meal. Listen, in Maine, the most popular thing in Maine for a Thanksgiving side is a side salad. Th- there's there's psychopaths. <laughs> Psychopaths. Side salad. Okay. Side salad. Of all the stuff, I'm talking, look, we got, somebody said, Indiana's is deviled eggs. Is That oh, is the, that's the top. But I'm saying, deviled is eggs, that, that's you the eat top? On a dare. Deviled yeah, eggs is, on, yeah. Like what was the factor. state, Derek? What was the state that their favorite side dish at Thanksgiving was a roll? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's on the west. It's on west. Missouri. Missouri is rolls. Oklahoma is rolls. Biscuits in Oregon. Now, listen, I love biscuits. Now, I ain't going to, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to sit up here and hate on biscuits. But you feel me? Um... Green and and gr- listen, I'm gonna keep it real. We don't even. Eat. I've never. I've ate green bean casserole one time. <gasps> Derek um, Minor. And it was it's awful. Like my favorite. It was the no. worst thing I ever ate in my life. I'm gonna be honest. Creamy. Maybe, green I, maybe beans? I need to have. Maybe I need to have Jamie Ivy's green bean you. casserole because yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. what I had was soggy green beans and okay. with onion straws on top of it, and yeah. it okay, was the worst the right thing one. ever. <laughs> I'm like, okay. what is this, <laughs> Derek? You nailed the problem. You nailed the problem with the whole holiday. Other than it has the lamest meat. Okay, we've already established that. <laughs> the problem is too many of the sides are runny. And 
and the plate situation isn't great. If they gave me a bunch of little bowls, it'd be one thing, you know? But when you give me one plate and I put all this runny stuff, about halfway through the meal, I got a gross, soggy, soggy turkey Thanksgiving stew going. Where it's like, I got some of the of green. Favorites. Can- yeah, it's like, Kansas is cream corn. Oh, I love cream corn. I like cream corn. I like cream corn, but I'm like, it's not yeah, the but, star. But, but, but it's not the, the star. Wind, of the of the, yeah. Arkansas no. is white gravy as a just white <laughs> gravy. Rude. Just gravy yeah. as a side. Read Hawaii. Read Hawaii. Hawaii. Hold on. Let me find Hawaii. Turkey gravy. Turkey gravy. <laughs> 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 Your favorite side is gravy. Sop some gravy up with a spoon. Here's the problem. Like, it's like, good lord. I, I. As soon as I start eating, I'm watching the, the two continents on the other side of my little planetary plate slowly drift towards each other. And when that runny cream corn hits that mac and cheese, I'm done. I'm done. Like, I'm building a roll barrier on my plate, like blocking up. Lord help me. If the if the if the corn gets in the cranberry sauce, that is disgusting. All right, Mrs. Carey, Jesse's wife. Uh, as you're preparing Thanksgiving this year, will you please serve him on one of those toddler plates that has oh, the partitions, the, the, dividers. Yes. the little dividers? It's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad idea at all. You should, yes. That should be your next. That's your next business adventure, Jesse. Yeah. Adult divided plates for yeah. Thanksgiving and sippy because, cups. Adult sippy cups. Starbucks is already doing it. So I mean, come you on. Know, you know, like if people like make fun of it, but if they're just eating by themselves, they'd be like, "I'm glad I got this divider plate because I can just now I don't have to worry." Like I said, I'm building. I'm building Building walls out of out of carbs to protect runny See, food. I'm, I'm the opposite. Thanksgiving, every bite can have a little mac and cheese, a yeah. little green bean casserole, and a little bit of dressing. Oh yeah, there's nothing I want with there's you, nothing I more I want like with that. cranberry sauce than cheese and runny I don't vegetables. Eat cranberries. Yeah. And sauce. this is yeah. when I knew this is when I knew we was in, in trouble. The only people that got this right was Alabama and Louisiana. Okay, what is it? They said dressing, mm. and then the rest of these. Uh, Blasphemous states talking about some stuffing. Yeah, man. I, it, I don't, to me, do what's I the difference? Stuffing. It's a northern. It's different. You can see it's different north than the south. Stuffing is made out of out of bread. Okay, and, yeah. and dressing Dr- is made out of cornbread. Cornbread. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the difference. One, I'm going to make one more case, and you guys are going to be like, you know, Jesse, you're right. We have been bamboozled <laughs> because <laughs> people are like, you know, a turkey. You're right. It is kind of gross. It's a lot of juices going, and somehow it's dry, even though there's a lot of juices, and you got to you got to stick your bare hand in there and rip out the insides. It's like, don't oh. worry. I know the perfect way to make it better. Uh-huh. We're going to jam a whole loaf of bread inside of it to sop up. You're Right, the juices are disgusting. That's why we're going to jam a spongy loaf of bread in there, sop it up, and then you're going to make you eat it. It's like, oh that's my gosh, oh, this is that, and, and the, that is not what dressing is. Dressing is not that. So yeah, that's stuffing. we do cornbread that's dressing. Stuffing. Yeah, yeah yep. we do, we yeah. do, we do cornbread dressing. I don't, so I don't know what they got going. Now I will applaud. Um, I will applaud the Southeast. We looking this, at yeah. Let's see, South Carolina, Georgia. North Carolina, Virginia, they got it right. It's only, I can't believe only four states out of the 50 states said that mac and cheese is their favorite side. I yeah. can yeah. go with mac it's and, like, like mac, baked mac and cheese is it, but. Yeah, the, the, the ones that stood out to me were the two states that said their favorite side dish was gravy. <laughs> gravy. And then Maine, that their favorite, most delicious side dish to Thanksgiving was a side salad. Like what That's in the dumb. world is wrong with you? Here's another one. Who? What do you think Idaho's favorite dish was? Because you would think potatoes. Right. It's not. Is, what mm. do you think? Is it potatoes? No, it's green bean casserole. 
green bean casserole. Like why? See, why is why is soggy maybe, green beans with onion straws? Maybe the the, maybe they're just maybe they're just sick of so much potatoes, and they yeah, just but, you know, but, they look okay, forward to have okay. something else. That, that see that's the thing is like I go to there's a place called it's been around here forever. It's called Pollard's Chicken. It does like fried chicken, and on their side on their like they don't have sides. They have chicken, and then they have a vegetable menu, and the vegetable menu includes things like mac and cheese, which mm-hmm. has no vegetable product in both. That's, that's, <laughs> they, they, they know what's up. You know, yeah. just throw out the norms. Who cares? You know, that's the South. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Lisa Turkers joins us. Listening to Demir. Song is Believe. Well, today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. There are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every major platform. The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Lisa Turkhurst is an author, speaker, and founder of Proverbs 31 Ministries. She's written books like New York Times bestsellers, Uninvited, and It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. Lisa sat down with us recently for a piece in the new issue of Relevant that talks about her new book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget, The Marked Moment When She Chose to Forgive, and how we can do the same. I told you at the beginning of the show that this is a substantive and powerful conversation. Here it is. Here's part of our combo with Lisa Turkhurst. in your book is how actually refusing to forgive, holding onto a grudge can kind of feel good. Why do you think that is? Where does that desire to hold on to this stuff come from? Bitterness can feel good when you feel like it is a protective barrier against someone that's hurt you. So when someone has hurt you and you don't want them to get close enough to be able to hurt you again, being bitter towards them can almost feel like good. I'll show you, you know, and you want that person to learn those lessons, not just for your sake, but for the sake of all mankind, like the, the, the scales of justice will not tilt back in balance until this person sees how wrong they are and, you know, recognizes that they should never have done this. And so treating them, with this bitter kind of barrier is it's almost like the only way you can figure out to protect yourself and to teach that person a lesson. So that's how bitterness can kind of feel good. And the other thing is, you know, when we've been deeply wounded, we want someone to validate our pain. We, we want, we want someone in this world to say like, what happened to you was wrong. 
it shouldn't have happened. You know, I think when hurt sits in the human heart left unattended too long, it can turn into different versions of hatred. And bitterness was certainly part of that. And I've discovered, I know I'm healing when I'm willing to trade that proof of how wronged I was for perspectives of experiential learning. Do you think that the act of forgiveness involves letting go of the need for justice? I think what I'm learning is it's not so much that we have to release our need for that other person to be taught the lessons they should learn so they don't keep hurting other people. It's not that. It's just recognizing who needs to teach those lessons and who can teach those lessons effectively. And it's not me. So what, what I've learned is that God tells us, vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. In other words, place that person mentally, place that person in God's hands and give God that assignment because God's the only one who can exercise justice with equal measures of mercy and justice. You know, God's the only one that can teach them those lessons. Um, I don't have the power to change another person, but God does. Me holding on to unforgiveness in that situation is me signing up to suffer twice for how that person has hurt me. I don't want to suffer twice. I've already suffered. I don't want to suffer anymore. So I say forgiveness is us making the decision that we've suffered long enough because of what that other person has done to us. And so we're going to sever the suffering through the power of forgiveness. Does reconciliation always involve forgiveness? This is such an important, important part of forgiveness is to recognize that while forgiveness is a command by God, reconciliation is very dependent on a whole list of factors. So forgiveness and reconciliation don't always hold hands and that's okay. It may not be safe to reconcile with that other person. It may not be possible to reconcile with that other person. And so reconciliation is going to be a process where two people are willing to come together and do the hard, holy, humble work of putting a relationship back together. And if both people aren't willing to do that hard, humble, holy work, then forgiveness is possible, but reconciliation may not be possible. And we have to remember, you know, forgiveness is not us. And we have to remember that forgiveness is when we decide to unhitch our healing from another person's choices. But reconciliation is us agreeing in some form to reattach. And this other person's choices still have the ability to very much affect us. So forgiveness is between us and God. You know, we don't, we don't have to wait for that other person to learn the lesson, say they're sorry, even realize what they did was wrong. Like we can have moments of forgiveness and it's our decision and no one can take that away from us. And it's not dictated by that other person's choices. You have to decide 
when and if reconciliation is possible. And just because we forgive, that does not mean that that relationship is automatically repaired, nor does it mean that the trust is automatically reestablished. So that takes time. Trust is built time plus believable behavior, and neither can be rushed. Lisa, uh, tell me a little bit about what prompted this book in your own life. Uh, what is your journey or what has been your journey with learning more about forgiveness? Yeah. So I showed up at my counselor's office and um, my marriage had been blown up because of some decisions um, my husband made to be unfaithful in our marriage. And so I was in a very devastated place. And I remember walking in thinking, I don't even remember when was the last time I'd washed my hair. You know, it was kind of one of those things. So I sat down across my counselor and um, he said, Lisa, do you want to heal? And I said, yes, I do want to heal. And he said, well, then today's a great day to work on forgiveness. And I thought back to myself, are you high? Like, are you crazy? Like, no, if you want to address my personal hygiene, then sure, that'd be a good place to start today. But I can't forgive. I don't know how this story is going to turn out. And so I thought forgiveness. No, it's like, that's ridiculous. But that's when my counselor really started to help me see it's, it's not about knowing how the story is going to turn out. It's about the pain that you're in right now. So let's start with the pain. I'm so thankful that that's where I've started. And now, you know, I'm so passionate about this. I'm kind of into this thing now where um, I'm pre-forgiving send forgiveness ahead into those situations so that when someone bumps into your happy that day, you're like, Oh no, bro. Like you may be laying down a fence, but I'm not going to pick it up because I have already forgiven you. Can you imagine if this is the way we operated today? What if this week we just chose to do that one time and we just decided that we're going to trade all that drama for an upgrade in our life and walk in the power of forgiveness. In your process as you did all this, did you come across anything that would be helpful for people who are are hearing this, they resonate with this, they want to forgive, but they just don't know how? What would you tell those people? Yeah. So if it's possible to have one of those vulnerable, honest conversations with someone that you've hurt, I think the very best gift that you can give them is when they say, ask them, how did this hurt you? Or how did this make you feel? And when they say it, the very best thing to say back to them is, I believe you. You know, that may not have been your intention, but if that was their experience, just say, I believe you. And I am so sorry that my actions made you feel that way. Will you please forgive me? And then you can ask them, and do you have it to give for me to share with you my real intention? Because it wasn't my intention to hurt you. And then I think that's where a real conversation can happen. But when we immediately jump to, that is not what happened. That is not what I did, which is such my tendency. So I'm preaching to myself right now. But I think if we can be patient enough to listen and to acknowledge and to believe that the experience that they had was hurtful and then to apologize and then to ask if they have it to give for us to share our real intention that that's where product, you know productive conversations can happen
was Lisa Turkhurst. Check out her new book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget. It's out today. Hey, and read more of that conversation in the new issue of Relevant. It's available now at relevantmagazine.com and it's free. Stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback. I think about these things too much. You're listening to Benet. The song is Happened to Me. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week on the show, we got, you know, Jamie told us the breaking news that she's moving her media empire into an office building. And we thought we need to help her decorate this effectively to take her work and productivity to the next level. Uh, I think Jesse's suggestion was outfit the entire space <laughs> in rocking chairs and lazy boys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Comfort. Well, we got uh, good thinking. Like, what else could she do to take it up a notch? And asked you for the question of the week for your suggestions on how Jamie should decorate her new office. You guys did not disappoint. You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and posted on the Relevant Magazine Instagram post as well. Here's a few of our favorites. Oh my gosh, Derek said three words: Sonic Ice Machine. I'm with that. Hey, I'm oh. with that. I love that. We, we have one. We have one at the Relevant you have- Office. Yep. That makes the nug- ice like Sonic? The Nugget Ice. <gasps> yep. There was a Kickstarter campaign like by uh, this incubator group at GE like five, six years ago. And they kicks- they did a Kickstarter for the Nugget Ice ice machine. And I, I bought it then. And then it came about a year later. And uh, at the relevant offices for the last five years, we've had a normal ice machine and a Nugget Ice. So you got to do it. I need one. It's great. Uh, my favorite, Jamie... Uh, Maurice Atkins said that Jamie Ivy's Ivy Media should have a wall, wall-to-wall Ivy in the <laughs> ah, lobby. Da-da-da, love it. <laughs> Walk in. You gotta theme it. You gotta theme it. Just yep. own it. Double down. My guy Adam McMalarkey Jones says she needs a ball pit and an animatronic band. In fact, just style her office after Chuck E. Cheese. And okay, I think my all, kids would be on that. Okay, Relevance Downtown Orlando office. Y'all, there's pictures. We had a ball pit. Same Are you thing. serious? A huge ball pit. Yeah. Uh, don't tell the the government overseers, but we took our handicap ramp and filled it all in. And the huge <laughs> handicap, it was like this like 30 foot long, seven feet wide ball pit. Jesse and I have pictures playing in the ball pit. Like yeah. we thought it would be a fun conversation starter for guests. There is nothing more awkward than an adult getting into a ball pit and other adults not being in the ball pit or standing there looking at the person <laughs> in the ball pit because you sink down to the bottom. And, and then getting out of a ball pit yeah. is like... Yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, getting out is bad, but to Kara's point, getting in, like when you're a kid, you just dive in. When right. you're a grown-up, it looks like you're entering into a slightly cold pool that you're kind of just like, well, I'm, gonna wait. I'm just going to ease in today, guys. I'm going to wait till the thighs are more adjusted then I'll get up to the waist that's how it is getting in a ball pit you just kind of slowly wade your way in uh, I like what Bethany said she said she was going to uh, say beanbags but we ruined them for for, mm. for her too bad Bethany <laughs> truth hurts but you know I'm glad somebody finally told you I love the idea of the animatronic band though the Chuck E. Cheese animatronic that band that thing is scary that is uh... you know you know they all live in a warehouse here in Orlando all of them what do you, what do you the, mean all, they all live in the warehouse? All of the old, the old original showbiz and Chuck E. Cheese bands, you know, with like 
like from the 80s and 90s. Uh-huh. They all got taken out of Chuck E. Cheese's when they updated, you know, five, 10 years ago. And they all live here because the guy who invented them lives here. And so he took them all back. And so they're all in a warehouse here. So you can go visit them. Uh-uh. I think, I think coin, one of our favorite bands, they just released a new music video where they came here to shoot it and they programmed the showbiz band to mm-hmm. like do one of their songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it just you released also, a week or two ago. You mm-hmm. can also have all those old people, the old, old band people in the mall chasing you around when you're trying to run away. That's like, right. That'd be scary. Yeah, because, you know? yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but those, those animatronic creatures from Chuck E. Cheese did come to life one time and yeah. it was bad. <laughs> and we, you know, that's why we've locked them in a warehouse and it's just, I can never speak of that again. I don't want uh, nothing to do with that. I don't, I don't even lie. Yeah. Uh, oh, this dude, what a again what a cool flex nicholas said as the son of a now former candy store owner awesome uh, i've taken my vintage gumball machine to all my offices always a hit one day my upgrade to a hot dog stand gotta increase those profit margins i love both those ideas like oh yeah i'll have a dog yeah let's do one let's do one round of dogs and then we'll get the meeting going <laughs> and then we'll do the meeting every, have- day, every day though like that's cool for like one day a year. Yes, but yeah, right. There's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason hot dogs are reserved for great times like baseball games and fly by night carnivals because <laughs> people love them, and that's all you need to know. Every day can be like going to a fair if uh-uh. you eat a hot dog for lunch. Mm-mm, so mm-mm. No, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, the people are suggesting signs with mo- motivational sayings. Shiplap because you're in Texas. Oh, uh, yes. what's, what's shiplap? That oh, exposed Derek. wood kind of wall, you know. Oh, the showing yeah. the gains. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't get it. I was. I saw it. I was like, "What is that?" I thought it that, was yeah, like yeah. Be a ship. That, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, 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 that's where it comes from. But anyway, all right. Well, thanks for your suggestions. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, at the beginning of the show, Jesse was pontificating about the economic impact on our urban malls and suburban malls, and and the emptying out of these retail environments and what do we do with all the square footage? Mm. So that's this week's question of the week. How would you revamp redo? Uh, I mean, what's the word? Uh, what would you do with empty? Yeah. yeah. Repurpose. That's yeah, what repurpose. I was. Yeah. There you go. Repurpose empty mall space. Um, we've already covered paintball and we've already covered escape rooms. So, and you can't say church. Because people are already doing that. Lord yeah. Jesus, yeah. please don't say church. Yeah. Oh, unless, you got a fun, unless you got a fun mall twist on it, then don't That's even true. don't even then, bring yeah. that. Don't even bring that. Yeah. You got yeah, you yeah. got to come hard. Yeah, stay yeah. away from stuff that's already happening. You know, indoor yeah. mini golf. Unless or, you got a good twist. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, then I'm Ramp all for it, it. Then I'm all for it. Yeah. All right. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post on this episode uh, post at the Relevant Magazine Instagram account. Well, many thanks to Lisa Turkhurst for joining us today. Make sure to follow her on Instagram at Lisa Turkhurst and check out her new book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget. It's awesome. Uh, Also, read more of that conversation with her in the brand new issue of Relevant, which is available for free thanks to UHSM. You can go check it out at relevantmagazine.com. Just click on the magazine tab and there it is. You're going to see a huge, beautiful cover with Matthew McConaughey and all all the awesome content in the issue. We have conversation with Letitia Wright, Social Club Misfits, Lisa Turkers, Jen Hatmaker, uh, and a lot more. Brooke Ligertwood. It's stacked. It's awesome. Go check it out. New issue of Relevant, available now at relevantmagazine.com. 
On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. Derek Marner. We'll see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. Yeah, I'd like my free sandwich. I'm a Space Force. Relevant Podcast Network.